Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cripes Cast. I'm your host, Charlie Barrents. This is the podcast where we talk to people for and or from the Midwest. And we are brought to you by Jolly Good Soda. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Cripes Cast. Very fun episode today. We've got Hannah Burner on. She's a comedian. She is a podcast host. You've seen her on or heard her, listened to her on Giggly Squad or Burning in Hell, uh, which has uh, like 35 million downloads. Holy smokes, that's a lot of downloads. And Wisconsin folks, she is a badger through and through. Um, even dated a Bucky. So that's... <laughs> That is how much of a badger she is. Colleen Maraca joins me uh, from Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, using a lamp as her key light over there. I see. It's honestly not sunny. I go to I go to Madison, and um, it's literally not sunny. Or not Madison. I go to LA, and it's not sunny. Like, well, that's nicer you at got, home. You got the. Are you staying on the west side? Yeah, we're in uh, Santa Monica, so you got June gloom. Yeah, so we're hoping that it's going to be nicer today. I think it's going to. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's still. It's still nice out. Like it's still pretty, but it's definitely not. Yeah, it's. I think it's better at home. We were looking at the forecast because my friends from Chicago are here too, and we're like, okay, it's nicer at home. So yeah. yeah. Well, you, you go into the valley, you'll find some sunshine. Go to Universal Studios or something like that. Yeah, I have a meeting there later today. So. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> But that was super funny, that podcast. I was, like, dying laughing at talking about Bucky. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Because you're also a UW grad, and you can relate. Were you a big KK goer back in the day? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was going to – that's what I was going to chime in in the um, chat. First of all, their grilled cheese is the best, like, especially after, like, a 10-hour game day there. Like, the best thing to order is their grilled cheese. And then my my apartment senior year was across the street from the KK. And so we would have someone leave to go check the line to see if it's a problem. Yeah. And if it was like starting to form, we're like, we'd text, we'd be like, all right, like troops are moving, we gotta, we gotta go. go. And then one time I went and it was such a long line, like literally it was like two hours. It was so stupid why we were waiting. But um we brought like a case of beer in line and we played drinking games in line. Oh, that's smart. That's that's yeah. a good way to not get into the bar, you know? Sorry, guys. How, like, the bouncer just never saw you guys with... I mean, that's kind of genius, I guess, in a lot of ways. I really didn't go to the uh, KK a whole lot. I was more on, uh, like, the plaza side of life. You ever go that to the plaza? That makes a lot of sense for you. Okay, that makes sense for me. So what you're saying is I don't appear to be that cool. I feel like the cool kids went to the KK. Honestly, like, um, yeah. Okay. Glad we got that uh, established. But um, no, no, Colleen, no, no, no. I'm, I'm you, just kidding. Plaza was fun. Um, I liked, there was this one up on the, on the um, Capitol called Jenna's. Jenna's is great. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. The tornado and, room is sort of a supper club vibe, supper club. Yeah, and there. after after I think like ten o'clock, it's like half off steak or something. Yes, yes, something great like that. And I like so, made all my friends go there for my birthday, and they're like at ten o'clock on a Tuesday, and I was like, it's half off. So steaks half off. We can yeah. pay full price, or we can stay up late, ladies. Yeah. Um. So a lot more Madison talk to come in this podcast. 
Uh, Hannah, uh, for those of you who haven't um, seen her or don't aren't uh, familiar, she's got a ton of you know, really viral um, clips on TikTok, on Instagram, all that sort of stuff with her uh, sort of street interviews. And um, she recently interviewed Kesha, I think, most recently when I jumped on. So she's got some bigger names there. And obviously her podcast, Crush, she does those live and she also does stand-up comedy. She's coming to the Midwest and you can find tickets for her at hannahburner.com. Highly recommend you see her out and about. she'll be in milwaukee she'll be she, i think she's coming back to madison at the barrymore she's going to be in milwaukee at the paps she's she's going to be in chicago and i think in minneapolis state as well but i think she said in the or in that episode she said she's gonna try to get another one in madison at orpheum so yeah because so, you gotta like that you yeah. see that on state street when you're a student you gotta go there so yeah it's yeah. An, that's an amazing amazing spot i think we're gonna go back there when we tour as well love that yeah theater. it's a great um, theater and Colleen, before we jump into the podcast, uh, what can we tell people about the best way to support the Cripes cast? Well, um, so if you go to cripescast.com or mantuacminute.com and click on the merch, we have a lot of new seasonal stuff that comes out pretty regularly. We have a dedicated merch team of Molly and Dante. They kick some butt, and so they always come up with like really great stuff. We have a new idea that we talked about yesterday that I'm super excited. That's like a deep tease. Um, uh, those yeah. will be out shortly, but um, in the meantime, we've got like cribbage boards tell your folks i says hi shirts watch out for deer shirts uh the supper koozies. club one is a new one i like the supper club one a lot yeah that's um, fun and i like the i survive a midwest goodbye it's kind of like the like uh i had a t-shirt in like the fifth grade that was like i survived the fifth grade it reminds me of that so yeah yeah i love that one it's super cool um and then we, i love the drink shirts too it's like a little reserved in the front party in the back and then it also teaches you how to make a Bloody Mary or an old fashioned. So, um, yeah, lots of fun shirts and options there. There's a lot of like what Father's Day is coming up, summer birthdays, heck, even a wedding gift. Get them a good cribbage board. Everybody puts gifts on their registry. Get them a Wisconsin or an Oak cribbage board. Oh, that's a good idea on how to stand out. No, that's actually like we like people want games. Like if you think about it, like I. I think for someone, I, yeah, last year I got someone just a bunch of their games on their registry. Get them a really nice, unique cribbage board. Which it's is handmade, handmade in Wisconsin, uh, in Milwaukee, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you yeah. can check that out. Um, cool. Cribs and you can just go and click on the merch section. And then um, also you can uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Charlie Barons to get behind the scenes, extended cuts, first look at tour dates, all that sort of stuff. Patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. Um, all right. Well, Colleen, if there's nothing else, let's get to the conversation with Hannah Burner. I like that uh, headphone dangle. Is that? Oh, I thought I thought you were just dangling it over your ear, and I thought you had one in and the other just like hanging, like a DJ. Yeah, I, I was not like, sure what was going on there. I was like, wow, okay, so that was an optical I illusion. I still, I haven't graduated to AirPods yet. I don't trust them. Really? And I feel like I would lose them immediately. Yeah, I still walk around with like a full, full strings everywhere. My tampon I'm, string. <laughs> <laughs> I um I go uh, stringed headphones, but only when I lose my iPods or AirPods, which is like every every week, 
at least every week. Yeah. I'm losing those. But you don't yeah, trust I feel like them. I, I don't, I want, I don't trust myself. Like I want to avoid the pain of spending money and losing it. And also I'm like, anyone could connect to them. That seems weird. Why do I sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist? Wait, what right do you now? mean I'm, anyone I'm, can connect to them? <laughs> like you're on your phone and it's like, do you want to connect to so-and-so's AirPods? That happens to me all the time, like on flights or like. <laughs> really? Maybe I just haven't been paying attention. I mean, I also, even if you connect, you can't hear anything. But regardless, I don't know. It's, I haven't graduated to it. I'm afraid of just like ne never having AirPods because I've lost it every time. And it's like in, it's all going to be in between the cushions of my couch. Yeah. Just all of like hundreds of them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess I'm kind of rebellious. That to conspiracy you. theory. Um, also... What what are your other sort of technology based conspiracy theories? Are uh, is AI taking over? Um, what else you got? <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm all about like TikTok. Like I'm not afraid of. I feel like if people aren't watching my TikTok, then it's upsetting to me. Like if China didn't wasn't <laughs> interested in what I was doing, I feel like I'd be like, well, why her and not me? Why him and not me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, like, I've, I feel like people who put tape over their laptop so yeah. that people don't watch them, that's another thing where I'm like, how am I going to show off what I'm up to this morning? Like, <laughs> get ready with me with the government. <laughs> I NSA, just, I don't mind check the out this tutorial. Okay, got <laughs> yeah. it. So there, there's never anything you're doing in front of your camera that you don't want the NSA to see. I mean, look, I've done a lot of stuff in this life. And if you regret and you get embarrassed, you're not going to make it. You just got to keep moving forward. <laughs> that is true. You know, I kind of, do you grow up uh, religious at all? Oh my gosh, no. I grew up in Park Slope, Brooklyn, uh -huh. which is known to be like atheist and reformed Jews. Got um, it. It's basically like, Every like like my high school was very like we do project based assessments we don't do tests like you can like oh. explain to us like it was very artsy and like free thinking, um, <laughs> and my mom is Italian so she was grew up in a Catholic household. Yeah, my dad is like a European mix. His dad was Jewish, but then got punched in the face by a rabbi when he was like seven years old, denounced the religion and married a blonde German. Uh-huh. So he was rebellious. <laughs> so my parents raised Wait, me just like- You can't really just blow past <laughs> him getting punched in the face by a rabbi. I felt like we were gonna go down that rabbit hole and then you just like bunny hopped over it. So how do you get punched in the face by a rabbi, you tell? I think he had, I think he had a, a, a little fresh, you know, sassy personality. I think he, and he must've pissed the rabbi off. And back then, you know, you could just get beat the shit out of like the priests and the rabbis. And I think he was like, I don't like he, to be an atheist in his day and age was like very not normal. Yeah. So, but my parents wanted us to have a religion 
And they, so they were like, Christmas, like, if you want to do Hanukkah. And then on Sundays, they would drop us off at Sunday school because they wanted to get drunk at brunch with their friends. <laughs> it's free babysitter. Literally. So like yeah. all the kids in the neighborhood were just at Sunday school. And we're like, I don't know what they're talking about. And then when I was like 12 or 13, I never got my confirmation because I started playing like serious tennis and uh, I just had too many tennis tournaments. So tennis became my religion. So yeah, yeah. I grew up in a, a pretty, my brother was like the first one that we were like at some dinner with the family. And like my Nana was like ca Italian Catholic and he was like, so you really think there's heaven? Like he started like challenging her. That's funny. <laughs> That's so that funny. Fun. It, it, that, yeah. uh, there's always that one sibling that's going to have the audacity to challenge someone in their 80s. On I was their like, religion, it's Nana. You know? Leave yeah. Nana alone. <laughs> Let her. She's got like 10, 15 good years left. Let her have it. Let her have it. He's like, he's like oh, so you're going to church today? The thing that causes war and pedophiles? <laughs> and I'm like, Daniel, calm down. <laughs> think it. Uh, Just think it. <laughs> So Catholic then, Catholic. You caught, you raise Catholic to a degree. I, I yeah, to a degree. Like the culture, like we would celebrate Christmas, we would celebrate Easter. Like Italian Catholic, like we're Got very. It. I'm just very New York. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. That, that's the religion, yeah. very New York. The reason I brought it it's up New is New York. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I brought it up because I was thinking, you know, like when you were talking about like people putting tape over their camera and what everybody's uh, thinking, you know, like in, in uh, Christian religion is like, you know, you die, you go up to the pearly gates and then St. Peter will like judge you, let you in based on what you did on your life. And that's kind of like everything that's on your phone. You know, it's just St. Peter just scrolling through your DMs, you know, scrolling yeah. through your pictures, scrolling through it. So that was kind of the you're, image. So you're saying the had. government, the government is like St. Peter? In kind of some weird way, I don't know, you know? I mean, when they, this is a half-baked, very half-baked thought. I was, I was, kind of, <laughs> I was planning on you, like, kind of fully baking it, you know? It's okay, you I, can put it on me. Um, I was going to do no, half no, no. the work and take full credit for it, <laughs> you know? That was my plan, and you're, you're not holding up to your end of the bargain right now. So. I actually didn't know about St. Peter, so I got thrown. I didn't know there was a St. Peter. Oh, um, you didn't you didn't know that the pearly gates? Wow, you really didn't I pay any attention. I was I didn't pay any attention. But St. Peter does sound kind of like when you go to the KK in Madison <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> you're trying to get in and they're like nah. And I'm like, I did I, I'm dating a hockey guy. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> He's my boyfriend. Can I have a, he's with the other girl, but he's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You're you're a you're a badger, which is uh, amazing. I think we got to no. Talk that's about literally that a bit. that's why I've been following you. I've been following you for a long time. I feel like. Well, thank I've you. Been, I've been. I'm one of the. I've been. I mean, I don't want to say OGs, but you've, I've been following you for years because I'm a new. I went to Wisconsin for four years, four and a half years to brag for college and then when I went back like New Yorkers didn't understand all like the funny stuff I learned about Wisconsin and all the great people I've met from Wisconsin because they all go to Chicago yeah, yeah so yeah. I was just kind of back in New York doing my own shit so like when I see your page I would just laugh alone <laughs> 
I mean, other people are laughing at your videos, but in my, no. in New York. <laughs> I just, I love the visual of you in a group of like 10 people watching one of my videos and only you are laughing. That makes me feel so good about the whole no, they, uh, thing. They would look but like, what are you laughing about? And I'm like, you won't get it. Like, you won't get it. You well, won't get it. But I've definitely... As a New Yorker from Brooklyn going to Madison, Wisconsin, I definitely had a culture shock. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, you know, <laughs> you're, just, you're just a young tennis player with dreams in her eyes, you know. Of, yep. At this point, you were thinking play tennis in college, potentially play it professionally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I, what happened is I got recruited. for. I never had been to Wisconsin I'm going to be honest. I didn't know it was a school. My dad recognized it from sports, like from book. He's like, oh, their basketball team's always good. You know, the coach Bo, he's a good coach. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> but then when I talked to other people, they were like, Madison, Madison's the best school ever, the best school, the best school. So like everyone, there was a cult following around it that other schools didn't have, which was insane. Um, so I went to the recruiting trip. I think I got mono on that trip, but it was a great trip. And then I got an offer and I was like, this is the school I want to go to. And then like, I thought, I don't know. I've never even been to the Midwest, really. I spend a lot of time like in, in Florida or like just like hot cities where people play tennis. So I was just yeah. like, let's fucking go. And yeah. I had played a little professionally beforehand, but I was like, I definitely want to go to school and see how good I could get. I mean, going pro for tennis is like, very difficult right. because you're an entrepreneur, you know, if you're not ranked top 100, you're not like, making a living. So I was like, I want to put my head down and focus on, you know, four good years of school. And I happened to be a badger. Yeah. And then I learned yeah. what that meant. <laughs> and you got four and a half. So uh, it <laughs> yeah. all worked out. Uh, so you, you go there. So like, what's, what's the, what was the first thing uh, where you're like, ah, I'm not in New York anymore. Not on the East I, Coast anymore. I first, I first fell in love with the cheese curds. Like oh, I'm, yeah. when I say I'm a foodie, I mean I don't mean like fancy. Like I just want good fucking food. I don't uh -huh. local. I love that shit. I think I went somewhere around the capital, and I realized that cheese curds was like a delicacy. Like there's so many different oh, yeah. kinds. If you want like the the like crispy fried, the melt in your mouth fried, the squeaky, like there's just so many. And I was fascinated by it. Um, and then obviously the accent was. Sexy. Oh, in a Jeffrey Dahmer type of way. It was. Got it. <laughs> Who does, um, you know. Uh, I just remember them being like, yeah, the Midwest accent is what all the like reporters are. Like it's a very hard accent. Um, I just remember I started dealing with some guys who were like, yeah, I have to go duck hunting in the morning. And I was like, oh, like I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I've yeah. never even seen a gun. <laughs> and I know it sounds weird. I didn't, no one goes hunting. So I was like, duck hunting? Why are you killing ducks? They're like, yeah, I got to wake up at 7 a.m. And I'm just like, why? Like, it didn't make sense. And then everyone was just like, they love the Brewers, you know, and they loved Aaron Rodgers as a god. Yeah, I, yeah. And when and I was they said there, just like that, they said it like that. And when I was there, like the Packers won the Super Bowl, yeah. so I was a full cheesehead. I got Lambo leaped. 
on by one of the Packers. I think it was Jones or something. He broke my nail. Like I was fully <laughs> immersed in this culture of Wisconsin. You got your nail broken calling. in a Lambo leap. Yeah. Which which nail? Um, I think it was the middle because he just came towards me. I don't know why I was trying to like catch him or like block myself. Like a huge sweaty dude is jumping on you. They don't talk about the logistics of it. I didn't want to just like break my nose. So I put my hand up. It just broke my nail. Um, that was pretty iconic. I'll send you the photos. There was because like the the college, the badger photographer was there and he knew who we were because we were on the tennis team. Most people didn't care, but he did. And he <laughs> grabbed photos, of the guy like jumping on us. So that's yeah, pretty iconic. Knows. I lived I lived on Mifflin. Um, my whole life was like getting into the KK, but really it was like a high school for me because when you're an athlete at Wisconsin, you're kind of put in this like 2000 person bubble of trying to survive like college sports. And what I loved about Wisconsin is it wasn't just like the school that cared, like the whole fucking state cared yeah. about Badger games. Like uh, the whole state was the whole campus is just red whenever yeah. one of the important sports are playing. <laughs> uh, totally. Now the, the athletes, I just had Joe Thomas on the podcast and he was talking about the scooter. Did you have yourself a scooter? Okay. <laughs> Great question. So you're the athletes, they all have these scooters. They're just like, yeah, because they go to camp Randall. A lot of them, I actually live near the Cole center. So I didn't, okay. Long story short, I didn't have a driver's license. So no, I'm such oh. a New Yorker that I did not have a driver's <laughs> license. Have I been naughty and jumped on the back of one? And then if you see like a, a policeman, they like chuck you off. Yes. <laughs> okay. Was it romantic? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the athletes have scooters. They're just going around. And then the thing with the athletes is like they like the hockey guys were really in with the KK, the college club, which is like yeah. the best, but one of the best bars. So they were the ones that get you into the bars. And like when I was a freshman, the tennis girls and the hockey guys spent a lot of time together because we both had Sundays off for some reason. We had like a similar schedule. And my mom had told me, because I'm not familiar with hockey guys. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. She said, stay away from hockey guys. They have no teeth. They have STDs. And they're weirdly older than everyone. because They went to a junior <laughs> college beforehand. And the bitch was right. They're like 27. They don't even know what a major is. Very handsome. Very charming. I'm 18. Mm -hmm. So my friend was dating one and they would like get us through the kitchen of the KK. It was the like most. Goodfellas style? Literally good. Like the highest high I've ever felt. Like you'd see this huge line outside and you'd, they'd be like, we get you through the back. Like we got you. And they'd have a couple, they were like, your friend can't come. Your friend can't come. Like it was a whole, <laughs> it was a whole, like the most fun part of the night was how are we going to get into the KK? And then uh -huh. once you get in, like life, like you feel amazing. And I remember the first week there was like the captain of the hockey team. And I guess I like went up to him and I was like, oh, hey, you're the captain. Like. Congrats, like, you're awesome, whatever. And my teammate pulled me aside and she goes, don't you ever, ever acknowledge who they are, that he's the captain of the team. Wow. And I was like, and like from that moment on, it was like, she was like teaching me how to play the game of like the college athlete social like situation. Because I was just like, he's a captain, that's awesome. And the when I was there, like. The unspoken rules. 
Right, the unspoken great. rule. She's like, we don't fangirl. We're we're an athlete too. We don't fangirl. And actually, that was now I'm forgetting everyone's name, but like one of my friends um, who was there was Derek Stepan. I don't know if you know who he is. He played for the yeah. Rangers, yeah, and yeah. he was like this little skinny kid. And he's like, "You're from New York. I'm going to New York next year." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, let's play for the Rangers. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I didn't realize some of these guys. And like, I was there, you know, during the Frank Kaminsky, JJ Watt, um, Russell, whatever his name is. Was Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Sorry, I just woke up. Russell Wilson and I got <laughs> drug tested together famously. Wow. And did both of you pass? We did. One of you but did. We were holding our. We, no, we were, we did. We were both holding our pee together in line, you know, 6 a.m., just two <laughs> college athletes. He yeah. looked over at me, and I was dehydrated, I'll tell you that. And it wasn't something I was proud of. But at the time, he was, like, married. He was, like, religious. He didn't party with any of the other guys. Ah. Um, he was kind of, like, an adult where, like, everyone else was boys. But then he got divorced and married to Sierra. But at the time, he was like, "That's right, I forgot." Very he got straight divorced. edge. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I was there during a crazy time for sports at Wisconsin. Women's hockey won everything. Um, yeah. So, like, getting into the KK for those who um, haven't, <laughs> don't really know about the KK. The KK is kind of like this grungy <laughs> underground bar that. Right next to uh, all the frat, frat houses, houses, sorority houses, whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of like the Studio 54 of Madison in a way. <laughs> it's a very Wisconsin <laughs> Studio 54 to a degree. For sure. For sure. And I think, I guess because the athletes love going there, it's this beautiful energy of like the athletes, the frat people. It's it's a little like high society of Wisconsin. And as you can imagine, it's pretty grungy. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. So, and I do have to say the second I turned 21, I had a zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> it was the forbidden fruit. It was, that the, was forbidden, it. the second I turned 21, people were like, do you want to go to the KK? And I was like, you mean just walk in through the doors in the front? No. <laughs> With my fucking ID? No. Like it was, it just felt, I had this, we had this whole strategy where like they had, they always had two security guards. So if we'd go through the front, we'd have... You'd wait for them both to be busy and then you walk down the middle, but you have right to walk with middle. confidence. You have to walk yeah. like it's my adrenaline would be going so fast. And then the second <laughs> you're in the sea of people, like you're safe. You run to the bathroom, you look at it. yourself, you're like, we did it. We did it. Um, it was the rush. I did get my, I got my ID stolen a couple times, but okay. Now I'm just like rambling on. Tell me if no, you missed out because I, I obviously miss Madison. I'm enjoying this. I started... So I dated a football guy for a bit. Okay. Um, very religious, very religious, very mad that I did not go to Bible study. Ah, yeah, you but were I was, busy. I was busy. I was trying Although, to get to the KK. Had you gone, you would know who St. Peter was. I'm just going to say, you know. <laughs> yes, and then maybe this conversation would have been so much better. However, I did not understand that he was, like, praying before every game to, like, give guys concussions. And I was like, I feel like the other guys are praying too. So like God has to choose between you. Anyway, I didn't understand it. And he was yeah. frustrated with me. 
it was cool that he was on ESPN, but he was like wearing a ma- like a helmet, so whatever. And then when they lose the game, when they he lose the once he like lost the game for the team, like I was oh, like, well, wow. at least he didn't make. Oh, he made a mistake. And then I was like, I don't think I texted him for like four days. I was like, I'm gonna let him simmer off. <laughs> like it was, it was just like intense. And then after like six months, he was a born again. Christian, or I don't know what they call it, but he wouldn't have sex with me, but I'm pretty sure he was fucking my friends. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I decided I'm off the athletes. I'm off the athletes. Uh-huh. And I, that's when I've told this story in some pods and no one expects it, but I feel like you would get it. I started hooking up with a Bucky. Oh yeah, you did. Bucky Because Bucky's hot. Bucky, Bucky is, I mean, Bucky can do so many push-ups. So many push and Bucky has swag. Like when Bucky walks in the room, everyone is like, that's fucking Bucky. And yeah. Bucky is is funny. <laughs> Bucky's funny. Like he walks like this. Like Bucky's hilarious. I think I didn't know I wanted to be a comedian back then, but the fact that I was attracted to Bucky says something. It does. And and I happened, I don't want to like expose who he was, but he happened to have some ins with the KK. So it was like a double, cause there, he was friends with the hockey guys. So I was like, I don't know. It was all about the KK to me at the end of the day. I just have this vision of you walking through the KK, like the KK kitchen with just Bucky, like full on Bucky, just guiding you by the Holding hand. His, you know? Yeah, in front of me in the crowd. I'm just like, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at us. Everyone's like buying him drinks. And I'm like, babe, like, can we have some privacy? <laughs> Some privacy. Can we go find a badger um, hole? Um, <laughs> but the hard thing with Bucky's is that there's actually like eight or nine of them. Yeah, it's you gotta say which Bucky, but they all have. Maybe you can confirm this. Do they all have matching tattoos? Actually, they do. Wow, they do. But I don't know if they're still doing it. I forget what it was. I remember it was stupid. I remember I think- getting the ick from it. I think I my being co- like okay. Oh yeah, I think my cousin <laughs> actually is dating a Bucky currently. <gasps> Good for her. I don't Good know for her. It's, yeah, the thi- but it's it's very secretive. Like they act like they're fucking Batman. They're like you can't tell anyone <laughs> who I've become. <laughs> like they really are so mysterious they about it. Never and know. they're like don't. They're like don't tell anyone who I am at the night. And I'm like okay, you're at a like a charity ice cream event at night like calm down <laughs> but there was like nine of them so when you see them you wouldn't know if it was him or someone else so i would like kind of like go up to it and be like mm, like like see how he's acting but he can't act weird like they're very professional so i wouldn't even know all the time if it was him or someone else but um you guys he, didn't have a sign no we were not that smart okay. we were not we were mostly drunk we were mostly drunk but it was it was fun it was cool and but I did get um, too drunk at the KK once. <laughs> and I thought he was obsessed with me. Like, I was like, he's so obsessed with me. I got so drunk. It was the beginning of the summer. I was living on Mifflin. I was like, this could be the best summer of my life. And he was like, I said to him something when I got drunk. Like, we should be together. But like, we don't have to be Facebook official. But like, we should be together. And I thought I was like going to make his year. And then he ghosted me <laughs> for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like all upset. Like I was 
like, should I go to the KK? Like, will he be there? It was like a whole drama, but it was like so college. Like in my head, I'm like, I'm a catch. Like this guy's so lucky. And then his head is probably like, I'm starting summer as yeah. Bucky. And I don't want this girl <laughs> fucking hanging on to me at the KK every weekend. I'm like, you're not even a hockey player. <laughs> so, like I literally was like. <laughs> so what, what, what are the pros and the cons of dating a Bucky? If you can simplify Great question. that. Yeah, thank you. The, the pro, you're welcome. The pros are that they, they are really fun and, but they, they take their job very seriously because if they're always drinking, like they can party more than if you're with an athlete who has to be like really regimented, but the Bucky, like they have to put on this hot helmet and they're like hot, they're dehydrated, they're puking. Like it is still intense, but not like to the level of intensity. And like, they never like lose. So you don't have to deal with that being like, Oh, my team was and like, ah. it's like, no one cares. So at least you don't have to deal with that. That's a pro. They also like, everyone loves them. <laughs> yeah. Kids, Clearly adults. I'm attracted to narcissists. Kids, adults. <laughs> I'm like, he's, everyone adores him for no reason. Um, but they don't take themselves too seriously. And they're not like, they're actually like, but in their own realm, they are like the cocky dudes. But compared to the athletes, they're not like super cocky. But like there's levels, you know? Yeah. Um, so they are the narcissists of the mascot world. I would say I've seen some other mascots like Penn State looks like it's just like a guy in pajamas. Like this Bucky is the real deal when it comes to mascots. Very hot, tall, sturdy, strong. Um, yeah. No pants. No slacks. No pants. <laughs> no yeah. pants. Just out there <laughs> swinging around. The cons is you don't always know where they are, who they are, and they are getting a lot of attention from everyone, lots of hugs mm -hmm. from everyone. You have to be comfortable with that, sharing them with the world. And uh -huh. then, like, they're so fucking annoying with their secrecy. Like, they act like they're literally Spider-Man, and it's, like, it's fine. Like, I respect the art, but they would, like, they wouldn't want you talking about it too much. And I'm, like, I'm not trying to blow your cover. I just, like, accidentally said it. <laughs> but I do remember cut to you in the dance floor at the KK I'm with Bucky you know and uh look he's got I a tattoo me on, me on social media just hey with my boyfriend who happens to be Bucky Oops, <laughs> didn't mean to write that but he, they so this with sports Obviously, we have a ton of teams, and we primarily would train at the Cole Center or Randall's. So it's like the football and the basketball center. And we need to practice before school starts. So then you have to figure out which slots people get. So like men's basketball, they roll in 8.30, 9 a.m., fresh-faced. Women's tennis would get like the 5.30 a.m. slot. Ooh. And the people who also would get the 5.30 a.m. slot were the cheerleaders. And uh -huh. cheerleaders worked out with Bucky. So we would be Camp Randall, like, in the morning on the turf. And they're doing, I mean, like, it's, they are very athletic, the cheerleaders. Bucky's, I don't know, they have to do push-ups. But they're doing their, like, stretches and stuff. And we're just getting yelled at, like, just nonstop running um, mile tests, crazy shit, but we would work out with them at that same horrible time. So like, imagine you have a crush on some guy and then he sees you like literally puking, getting yelled at, <laughs> like your face is swollen. Just like it's the word, like I don't, no one should see me at 6am in any capacity. 
So that was a con. Um, the but, wrestlers also had a bad time. The wrestlers would also be there and at like 6 a.m. Yeah, and they, they've got intense workouts. But isn't the Bucky, isn't your Bucky seeing you at your worst and still <laughs> wanting you? I mean, isn't that a, isn't that a pro? At the end. Yeah, he wanted me until I told him that I wanted him. And then I had intimacy issues for the next 10 years. So <laughs> thanks, Bucky. <laughs> thanks, Bucky. I never showed my feelings for any man ever again. Thank you. Any man or mammal ever again. It's done. <laughs> That's what you get. I was get. so bright-eyed and innocent. Like, you know, I was, it was, yeah, at the end of my freshman year, and I was just like, what an honor. I'm about to make this guy's night. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. And then whenever I'd see him on the TV, I'd be like, turn it off. <laughs> it's like for a cancer looks- charity event. And it's like, I can't see him anymore. <laughs> Everywhere I go, there he is. It's like, Bucky, Bucky raised 50 grand for the homeless. And I'm like, turn it off, that asshole. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I started talking about it on podcast. I actually told a story on Caller Daddy. And like years ago, and he reached out to me. <laughs> what did he say after all well, those years? He, it was, well, he had reached out to me before, just kind of being like, not saying you're the one that got away, but like, well, like, yo, I'm he sorry for what happened. Like, I was an idiot. But now yeah. he has like a full family, children. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm, this is so naughty, but now I'm also remembering, I did make out with another Bucky at the same time. I saw two Bucky's. No, Charlie, don't put that on me. I, I was heartbroken. I'm a journalist. I I had to ask the question. So (laughs) this, this was your rebound Bucky. Yes. Real Bucky. And he was, he was cute. He was good looking, but it was so funny. I was like, look, I've been through this before. (laughs) Bucky's. I know your games. I was like, I'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. With, don't talk about the other Bucky. So I was like, oh, no, they have a name for it. They have a name for the. Uh, for the, it's called, the people who date Bucky's. Does it rhyme with Buck? Yes. <laughs> it could be Bucky fuckers. Um, Bucky fuckies. Bu- uh, Bucky fuckies. Um, <laughs> it could, I think it might. Is it a furry chaser? I don't know. They a had a furry name for chaser. It. A furry they had chaser. They had that wasn't, it wasn't cute. It wasn't it's furry cute. chaser. That, that would be it. Is it, it furry rhymes, chaser? Do you remember? Well, it rhymes with jersey chaser. So Yes, it was furry chaser. Furry chaser. And we, as female athletes, we hated ever being called jersey chasers because I'm like, this is just the pool of guys I have to choose from. This is who I see every day from like the workouts to the studying to like every meeting. Like this is the athlete. Also, like it's hard to like, no athletes and then like be with a guy who's like wearing a jersey of the athlete who's your friend like i mean I, we were all like, oh, like uh, annoying about that um <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, if you so like when the the sorority girls would be like hitting on the athletes you'd be like okay have fun with the sorority girls but like when you want someone who understands you <laughs> when you, you come home you in the morning an girl. <laughs> i'm the one there it is funny there were a lot of marriages though a lot of like soccer guys who married softball girls like a lot of marriages within the athlete community they all love to get married 
around the Capitol. It was so beautiful. There'd be like horses. I don't fucking know, but I saw a lot of photos. Or they'd do that like engagement shoot on the Wisconsin turf of oh, Camp yeah, Randall. Yeah. Like, but they're both, they're announcing a baby and they're holding a football being like, it's a boy. Sounds like you've been on a lot of Facebook and Instagram over the years. That's So it's crazy because I literally got to live the life like I was a Wisconsinite. Yeah. And then I just got jetted back to New York City, you know, living in a an apartment with like seven walls to fit us all in downtown. And then I'd put on a Facebook post and I'd see all my friends married in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Folks, excuse the interruption, but I got to tell you about Jolly Good Soda. Summer is here, and man, do they have some good, crisp, refreshing sodas or pops, whatever you want to call it. Uh, They got some great stuff up there, jollygoodsoda.com. Right now, I'm drinking the Sour Power, uh, which is you can drink it straight or it's perfect for your old fashions. Love their root beer. I grew up being a big, big root beer fan, and their root beer is stellar. Um, they also have soaps and shirts and all of that at jollygoodsoda.com. If you're in Wisconsin, you can buy it pretty much anywhere you get your soda. If they don't have it, just ask the manager. But if you're outside Wisconsin, you can order jollygoodsoda.com. You know what we should do when I get back? We should put all the soda. Have you ever done a garbage soda at like when you're like at a restaurant and you do all the different types of sodas? And you we put them do all a- in the one. Yeah, we should make one like that. Like, that'd be good. Yeah, do mix and mingle. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's, let's try let's, that when we're back. I like that. There could be some really good uh, mix and matches there. I don't think we should call it a garbage soda. Let's I call mean, that's it what a, it's called. I didn't call it that, but. No, let's call it um, a recycling bin. A potluck. A potluck. That's a it. The jug of potluck. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. That's a great idea. We'll do that. Yeah, I'm excited. When you get back in town, we'll make that happen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to shout out Fleet Farm as well. Do you think having that sweet green grass is a badge of honor here in the Midwest? Yes, it absolutely is. And Fleet Farm agrees. They have everything you need to make sure your grass is looking real slick. Okay, check out their huge selection of lawn care goods like grass seed, fertilizer, and mulch from top brands. And keep the grass in order with lawnmowers, trimmers, and blowers. Plus, you'll want to give your backyard a pop. So stop in there to the garden center and check out the shrubs, trees, plants, vegetables, and so much more. You'll have the best looking grass in the neighborhood after you stop over at the Fleet Farm, ladies and gentlemen. Check them out. They're around. Toss in your Google, head on over there, get everything (laughs) you need for your lawn care needs. The Fleet Farm. What's wrong? What are you laughing at with my Fleet Farm ad read there, Colleen? No, that was great. It's just the the way that you, it's such a dad way of like making, um, I think you use it as a noun this time, but sometimes you use Google as a verb and it just makes like the way that you talk about Google, like the Google, it just makes me laugh. Mm. Cool. I'm old, ladies and gentlemen. That's what she's trying to say. Yeah. And of course, if you do want to check out Cripescast.com, we've got merch up there, as we said at the beginning of the show. Also, Patreon.com slash Charlie Barons. If you want behind the scenes uh, tickets, all that sort of stuff, check it out. And uh, should we get back to the deal, Colleen? Let's do it. All right. Here's the rest of my conversation with Hannah Burner. 
you're doing tennis. You think you're going to go pro and do that whole thing. And then all of a sudden yeah. you just decide, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Great question. So I really wanted, I mean, it's all I wanted to be from since I was like six years old was to be a professional tennis player. And I mean, I was playing number one for Wisconsin. Like things were going okay, but I was, I was, I had so much pressure on myself. I was always having like nervous breakdowns. Like I was just so, I didn't really like the competition. I think at the end of the day, I loved practicing. I was very athletic and naturally talented, but the actual game days gave me agita. Like I was always having diarrhea. I just did not, I was, I would win a lot, but I was like miserable, but I wasn't at the maturity, a nervous poop. And I wasn't at the maturity to be like, just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's what you're meant to do. But I've, um, my senior year was kind of the year that I was like, okay, if I pop off this year, I'll take a run on the pro tour. And I was doing well. And then right before Big Ten season, I got hit by a car. <laughs> oh, shit. How? It was, it was 6 a.m. I was clearly not in the right mind. I was walking to workouts. And it's so funny when you walk to workouts at 6 a.m. because you just see people like coming home from the KK. You're like, hey, I had like a big hoodie on because it was like zero degrees. And I had a big like fur thing. I couldn't see. And I was I lived right above the karaoke bar. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And in between a karaoke bar and a Chinese restaurant. So there were cockroaches and noise nonstop. Like I was paying like $250. My room was just a bed. Like you just jumped in onto the bed and then clothes were hanging from the top. Like it was, I thought I was a MacGyver. Like I was like, I'm saving money. It was bad. But anyway, so like. Was it Sushi Express, just, by the way? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It was Sushi okay. Express. It was, I, I feel like it was Sushi Express, but it was Chinese, if that makes sense. Like Wisconsin, we're like, oh, yeah, it's Chinese. I don't know. Yeah, you know, a- anywhere over there. Colleen just pointed out Sushi Express. That was it. So, yeah, oh, it was, or so AB there was China. A door. There was, oh, it might have been AB China. I don't, oh, this is bad. Oh. I can't remember, but it was. Well. It was just a door. It was literally just a door right in between the two. They were oh, right they were next to each other. Okay, they were next to each other. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and then Karaoke wanna... Kid is no longer in existence, which is sad. Rest Wait, in that's peace, so Karaoke sad, Kid. But I would, I'd, I'd fall asleep to Journey every night. <laughs> so anyway, I was walking across the street, and this was a two-way street. And I was three-quarters down the street. Like, I didn't jump into the road. I'm three-quarters right. across the street, and I get hit by a car. The guy clearly w- was like on his phone or something. I got yeah. hit by a car. I'm thrown. I had a backpack on. So when I fall back, the backpack kind of saved me from hitting my head. And my like legs are numb. I'm having a panic attack. I think I'm dead. I'm yelling, tell my coach I'm going to be late. Tell my coach I'm going to be late. <laughs> oh I remember I had to text my mom and I was like, okay, Good news, bad news. <laughs> bad news is I did get hit by a car. Good news, I'm alive. I'm alive. It must have been like only like 15 miles an hour or whatever, but this is icy and it was snowing. The horrible news is that in Wisconsin, the pedestrian, it basically I lost money on it. Like if it happened in New York, I, I'd be in a mansion right now. The yeah. pedestrian has to be like more than, can't be 50% like, their fault or something. And there was one person that saw and said I was walking on a green light. But like, yes, that I was one walking person on a green light. was also leaving the KK 
at 6 a.m. <laughs> it was my ex, Bucky. And, <laughs> but I, I guess, like, the, honestly, the person didn't see me. I didn't see them. And it was 6 a.m. And I didn't think people were on the road. And I got hit. And they immediately took me to Camp Randall. They put my leg in, like, this ice compression thing. I had, like, the best people taking care of it. But then when Big Ten season started, I was, like, not my best. And then I ended up, I don't know if you know tennis, but I lost like five, four or five matches in 10 point tie breaks. And I just, I remember having that moment where the universe really lets me know, cause I'm a fighter. Like I'll stay in any situation too long, but the universe is very good in my life at like really fucking shit up to the point that I'm like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I got hit by a car. I lost all these matches. I did not win Big Ten. I didn't win anything. And I was like, this is not what I'm meant to do. Yeah. So I started doing some sports broadcasting at Wisconsin in my final semester. If you Google Hannah Brenner Badgers, you'll see me as like a 20-year-old. Like, I did one of Frank Kaminsky's like top scoring games accidentally. It was like early in the season. They're like, who's this bitch doing this? But I learned how to video edit. And oh, that's awesome. That's where I now know how to like edit videos yeah. from doing that. But I had this moment where they were like, we think you have potential, but you'd have to move to a really small market. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had this like miss of New York, mm-hmm. like where I was like, I just want to go back to my family and be back in like a big city. And I was like, I guess that dream's never going to happen. So then I went into sales, marketing. I, I hated all those jobs. And then at 25, I saw a video of me reporting for Wisconsin. And I was like, I want to get back on video. I just don't know how. And then in two years I was like on TV. So it was like a a crazy manifestation of like, when you're meant to do something, like it moves smoothly. When I'm doing stuff I'm not meant to do, it's a pain in my fucking ass. Yeah. 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 So was that, first of all, was that journalism school or was that just a a random class? I, as a tennis player, I wasn't allowed to go to journalism school because they had all these like labs and it would coincide with my practice. Like it really is athlete student. And I remember being so upset because I was a good student. Like I, I had straight A's and they treat a lot of the athletes. Like we were really dumb. And a lot of them were, a lot of them were (laughs) my ex, the football player. He texted me the word isn't and spelled it I S I N T. And (laughs) it was an unfortunate moment in my life. And I looked past it and I wish I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but a lot of them were dumb. But I mm-hmm. was I was like, I want to go into journalism. Wisconsin is one of the top journalism schools. But they basically were like, you don't have the time for this. You're going to fail out. Our job is to make sure you don't fail out. So I was a communication arts rhetoric. Uh, ah, nice. Nice. And I'll, some I'll, would I'll say give you that the applause. used that degree. I, I, you were waiting for that. No, that it too. wasn't needed. It wasn't. No, okay. it wasn't needed. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't it was, mean that. It was that. It was. It was one of the athlete majors. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's cool. So that's where you got that's where you got your start right there doing broadcast and you you saw that. Yeah, you learned how to edit. And then how did you then transition that into sort of like comedy and doing videos and all that? So I actually I took an unpaid internship at a like college sports place to just say like I was a video assistant, like to just get started. And I remember my friends were like, okay, she's 26. She's doing an unpaid internship. Like 
Hannah's not doing well. <laughs> I also randomly started dating a comedian, a stand-up comedian. Like I met him on Hinge uh-huh. and he was like pretty successful. And I remember subconsciously being like, wow, this guy's life is fun. Like he does stand, he does podcasts during the day. He like acts a little, he makes content. And then at night he like performs on the weekend. He performs. And I just, I never thought of being a stand-up. I just was like, this guy's life is cool that he could live a creative life and make money. And then I was, I say my dreams out loud to people. Like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I want to do video. I want to be on video. I want to be on camera. And I said it to someone who was like, oh, this company called, this company called Betches was this like meme company yeah. for millennial women. They're, they're looking for a video producer. Do you want to submit? And it said, you needed five years of experience. And I was like, that's not me. But I, I submitted a funny video and I got chosen because I was always funny. Like, I feel like in New York, I was never like, I'm the funny one, but like, everyone's funny. We're all just like, like immigrants, stressed out, anxious, funny, complaining people. Um, And then even when I look at my time in college, like I could always make my teammates laugh at any time. I would get in trouble for laughing all the time. I'd have to run extra laps because I was like laughing all the time. But like laughter is the one thing in my life that I've always had. Yeah. Like it's a consistent thing. So when I'm not crying. So (laughs) (laughs) I cry. I laugh through the cries. So I submit and they call me in and I basically was like, look, I don't have the experience, but I have all these ideas. I could do it right now. And it became this thing where I actually started to create like SNL type videos for this brand. And some of them sucked. Some were good. And eventually they got better and better. And after I started to get kind of notoriety from these videos that I wasn't even planning on, I just wanted to be a video producer, but I started doing interviews. I started doing sketches. I started writing memes and tweets. It was like joke writing boot camp. I got asked to do a reality TV show and then I started a podcast and then it kind of all came together. But like through this, this is since I guess 2017 and through that time, it's been like a lot of like ups and downs, but ultimately I just continue to create and do what I love to do. And just, I'm not good at having bosses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so that's an interesting thing. Cause in like in our sort of line of work, like we don't really have a boss, but at the same time, we kind of have like a lot of bosses. I I feel yes. like like a lot of either algorithms to please or like maybe a brand thing to please or whatever. So there's no one mm-hmm. boss, but there are, uh, which is nice because if you lose one boss, it, it is what it is, you know. But do you yeah. feel like that, that you're pleasing sort of a lot of uh, people in this biz or not really? I I do feel like stand-up comedy is actually pretty similar to tennis in that – at the end of the day, if something bad happens, it's my fault. And I would rather like take, like I messed up, but let me at least try doing what I want to do. Where in some jobs, I remember like they just wouldn't, they wouldn't want me to do well or they wouldn't want my ideas. And they just wanted me to be like a little ro- robot at the computer, which like is fine for certain people, but I would like lose my mind. Cause I just, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I, I just wanted to be creative and express myself and be heard for whatever reason. That's why I, I like to exist. And I'd rather like have all the pressure on me and possibly fail, but still possibly succeed than just like, do that nine to five where other people can be comfortable with. But I would, I would literally like cry in the bathroom every day. Cause I just yeah. would feel empty. Yeah. 
Yeah, and trapped in a sense. And uh, I do, I, I do have a lot of bosses, but at the end of the day, it's like, at the end of the day, it's just, it's really just me. And I, I'm very into having like multiple sources of income because, like, yeah, I've been fired from tons of jobs. Like, yeah. I don't know when, you know, TikTok could disappear tomorrow. So it's, I always like having multiple things going on, um, just as a survival tactic. Now, do you do? I'm a hunter. You're I'm a, a hunter. hunter. A hunter. Not a gatherer. Yeah. No. Do, do you um, do videos to support the stand-up? Like, is, is stand-up what you enjoy the most and the videos kind of help with the ticket sales? Or do you enjoy them sort of equally? You know, I do love making videos. And I think because I had a unique kind of start to stand-up where the videos were first for me. Mm-hmm. So I, when TikTok came out, it took me a while to like buy into it. But then when I was like, wait, I feel like I'm working like when I was younger, just like making funny videos. Um, so I think it kind of goes both ways. And because I can edit my own stand-up clips, I feel like I'm able to put more content out. Yeah. Do I think sometimes I get too obsessed with posting content and then I like, I'm not writing enough with my stand-up that happens and I have to find that like balance because it's so fun to get that dopamine hit of like, ooh, I thought of a good video instead of like sitting and being like, okay, where's this hour going? How can I make this better? I do love a dopamine hit from a video. And I do think I am that kind of, um, what's that big word? It starts with an H. I have a lot of (laughs) different... There's a lot of big... Hypochondriac is the uh, one big H Hypo- word coming to yes, my mind. Yes, I'm definitely hypochondriac. <laughs> if someone wrote hedonist. <laughs> hedonist. Okay. That one no, also works. Oh, I remember. I am like a multi-hyphenate where like, sorry. That starts with an M. Starts with an M. M, not an H. <laughs> <laughs> I just went on a whole speech about how smart I am. And I was like, but I don't do words. I don't like words. I think they're stupid. But yeah. I, d- I do think that I have... I'm not a traditional like stand up with how my career has evolved, but I was fortunate to have a lot of stand ups around me as friends that the second I basically had like a live podcast where someone was like, you should do 10 minutes of stand up. And I had all these tweets I'd been writing and I was like, let's put this together. And everyone was like, that was my favorite part of the show. And then my friends were like, okay, if you want to be real New York City stand-up, this is what you got to do. And you got to you know, bomb in the bars and bomb the basements. And I was, I, I'm kind of coachable where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. But I, I love performing and I've never just been like, all I want to be is a stand-up. I just like comedy in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's, it's kind of cool because I feel like, you know, you can, you're sort of your different buckets of content are great. You've got your stand-up clips, you've got your sort of sketches, your TikTok type sketches specific. And then uh, obviously the man on the street stuff is, um, has, you've gotten some crazy views on those. Who has been um, yeah. sort of your favorite interview or what's been your favorite interview video? Honestly, my favorite interviews were the ones early on when people did not know what I was doing. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember sitting in a car and I basically was like, it would be so funny if I asked guys just like questions about women. I feel like people aren't doing it. And I actually, it's because I was at the stand, this place called The Stand, all the time doing spots. And, you know, it could be like three hours. We were just hanging out. And I was like, why don't I film guys on the street? But the guys on the street were like these drunk finance bros 
who the next day would be like, hey, don't post that. I was drunk. Like, I can't consent to it. And I was like, I don't want to put anyone on that doesn't want to be on. And the male comics were like, we want to be on it. And I'm like, I don't want comics. You guys are going to just like say corny shit and try to make everyone laugh. But then I realized men are men. Yeah. And they actually felt really comfortable with me. And they all kind of, when they first started, it was just like, like they were open micers. They were like experienced comics. They were just guys who I'm good friends with that I was like, I would interview like 15 of them and ask them a bunch of questions. And when I went down to edit it, I was like, holy shit, this is so funny. <laughs> Cause like they were being earnest about like not knowing a lot of things. And I think when it first came out, it started to like go viral. And some of these guys who'd been doing comedy for like eight years and maybe like never got any recognition. We're like getting recognized on the street now. And I kind of felt like this was this amazing kind of community that was building of like men that don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've added women, then celebrities want to get involved. So, but it really was a very organic thing where people were like, what are you doing outside? And I was like, I don't know, you want to be in a TikTok? And they were like, you have TikTok followers, I'll do it. Like it really started like that. Yeah. And since you've become more well-known, has that changed the vibe? Well, you know, comics, like they will always shit on you. Yeah. Like actually the more followers I've gotten, the more they shit on me in like the best way. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like you didn't respond to my DM last week. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and like, cause they know me from like, when I was just like the newbie on the block trying to get yeah. time on stage. So like stand up has really saved my life and that like I've dealt with fucked up situations and comedy, the comedy world has really accepted me in a way that other places haven't always. And, I, and it's also cause I feel like, I feel like myself when I'm in these spaces. And I think cause I was an athlete, I'm used to dealing with male dominated spaces. So I can kind of find comfort in like being a woman in the stand-up space. And I feel like there's so many hilarious women that quit stand-up because it's not necessarily, like the New York scene is not necessarily welcoming to like a new female comic trying to come up. Um, but that's where the internet has been beautiful because people can show their senses of humor in like a safer space than like a bar at 1 a.m. in the Bronx trying right. to do five minutes in front of like 10 drunk dudes. Yeah. You don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> <laughs> not, not everybody does respond to that pressure. And yeah, you can really form your voice online. And then when you kind of know who yes. you are, you can then take that. You can incubate it, I guess, a little bit more. Yeah. And well, like you're such a great interviewer because you always keep asking me questions. But like what you've done is amazing in terms of like a lot of people in the back of the day was like, you got to move to New York or LA. And that's the only way you can like be successful in comedy. But now, you know, like you've created such a huge audience by just being yourself and staying in a place that you feel comfortable with. And yeah. people will connect with that. Like I know a lot of comics who are like, why should I move to New York when I can make the same videos and stay myself where I am? And I'm like, honestly valid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I didn't really realize that, um, like I moved to, I moved all around. I was in LA, um, you know, like Texas all around. And then, but it wasn't until I started doing, uh, stand up or whatever. And then I kind of found this Wisconsin bit and then I put one video out and that took off. So I kept doing it. And I was like, Oh, I guess I don't need to be in LA anymore. I don't need to like drive five hours for every day to audition for commercials, which I'll never get oh one, my you know? God, wait, but Wisconsin is passionate. Like, oh yeah. first of all, 
Comedy on State is the best club I've ever played. It's incredible. Yeah. You're playing there. Yeah. You, where are you? You're coming to Wisconsin soon, right? Okay. So I, I did play Madison on State. And then now I'm doing, is it Madison on State? Uh, comedy cool. on State. Comedy on State. Sorry. Yeah. And then I, but I'm playing, um, I'm playing a theater that's, I forget what it's called, but it actually, it did sell, it sold out. And then oh, I yelled awesome. at my agent, but I yelled at my agent. I think it's called the Barrymore Theater. Yeah, I yelled yeah. at my agent and I said, I want to play the fucking Orpheum. <laughs> yeah. I said, all yeah. I dreamed of my whole life is playing the fucking Orpheum. So <laughs> we're going to add a date at the Orpheum because they, they weren't, they didn't have any dates available. And then I like, I put my foot down. I said, all I want to do is play the Orpheum. And he was like, okay, I didn't know it mattered that much to you. And I go, yes, it does. <laughs> so I'm going to announce a date at the Orpheum. I'm also coming to Milwaukee. I'm going to Minnesota. But I had the most magical time at Comedy on State because the first half hour, I just like riffed about being in Madison and Wisconsin. And <laughs> it was everything you say, everyone gets. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm back at home. Yeah. And I mean, the Bloody Marys, what is going on? The Bloody Marys are uh, a staple. <laughs> and they, they're not, it's not just a drink. It's, it's your brunch. It's your lunch. It's your dinner. It's your breakfast. It's, it's got the everything next in day. There. Yeah, you it's, can. It's you incredible. Can, it's the only drink you can get and also get a to-go box for, you know? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and also get diabetes. <laughs> well, that can happen as well. That can very much so also I, happen. I was able to do that fish out of water thing where it's like, I'm a New Yorker who knows so much about Wisconsin. It's like, do you guys realize how crazy this is? Like, <laughs> bubbler doesn't even make sense. Like, so <laughs> the way I was able to like know all these, it was just like the most beautiful experience. Um, so I, I love Madison. I love everything about it. And I can't wait to be back for sure. Um, but yeah, you, <laughs> I did, I posted a bit, I think it was about Bloody Mary's where I was like, it could feed a small country or like Susan from Kenosha. <laughs> and I posted it and pe Wisconsin, the Wisconsin community like came together and I was like, these are my people. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never seen passion for a school like Wisconsin. Like I'll just be walking around with like a Wisconsin tennis shirt. The amount of people who stop me versus if you're just wearing like a Villanova shirt. I don't know. I feel like Wisconsin has a more passionate like fan base. There's something about it. Like I'm most, I tour when I go on tour around the country. Most of the reason is because Midwest people move out of the Midwest, but then what they want is the Midwest. So they set up these like consulates at like Packer and Badger bars, you know? And then yes. those are the people that all yeah. come to the shows. So that is so funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of wild. Where are you from in Wisconsin? From the suburbs of Milwaukee. Imagine if you were like, I'm from Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or I'm from <laughs> Chicago, you know? That'd yeah. be the I'm from North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, if it's always in Milwaukee. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah, I have I had a friend from Whitefish Bay. I know it's like oh, a fancy yeah. area. Yeah. She's a tennis player. Um of but yeah, I, I love it there. But I went there right after the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary, like to do some touring, and it was so funny. Like I was like, guys, this is bad press for Milwaukee. This is bad. <laughs> It really <laughs> like, is. Like, I've been on these streets. I've left Milwaukee. I'm coming back to tell you guys this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I sometimes wear these bigger glasses and people tell me I look like Jeffrey Dahmer, which is really, um, that's really you, nice. That's a nice doppelganger. You should have gotten the role. You should have gotten I should have. Thank you. That, that would have done wonders for my um, career, I think. 
you know? How much do you turn on the accent? Um, I can't, well, I mean, you know, I can get real thick there. Jeez, Louise, Christ. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we can get there real quick, real thick. You know, all I do is I just, I remember the way my grandpa talked, and that's kind of like, yeah. you know, like, oh, God, all Friday songs, it's goddamn my, I just, know. the amount of times they say, you know, like, they'll put it into any part of the conversation. Oh, like, my that God. That wasn't, you know, when, you know, you know. <laughs> When I started watching my stand-up back, I was like, why am I saying you know after every single sentence? It's killing the punchlines because it's adding extra words. And no, it's just it's part of your culture. I know. I know, you know. <laughs> you know, what you can know, you, do? you know. Let's see here. What was your first job? My first job was a hostess at a Korean restaurant in Brooklyn. I also taught tennis to little kids and got like tennis balls hit at me. That's exciting. Um, where they just aimed for you? Yes, for the face. Straight Little for the bastards. eyeball. Little bastards. Little bastards. Yeah, um, I, yeah then their parents come and you have to be nice to them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Midwest or Irish goodbye? Irish goodbye. I thought that was, okay, my pet peeve with the Midwest was like, it would be 7 a.m. I'd be like leaving the cold center after getting assaulted. Like <laughs> my whole body is in pain. And they'd be like, oh, how you doing? And I'm like, I don't need this right now. I don't, I don't need this. I'm like, you don't care. You don't actually care how I'm doing. I'm fine with a head nod. We don't need to have a conversation every day about how much snow is outside. Like I, the thing with New Yorkers is it's, we're not assholes. It's just, there's so many people in a small place. You cannot say good morning to everyone. So when I was at Wisconsin and people tried talking to me in the morning, I was like, this is not okay. Um, and I wouldn't always know if they were being like sincere either. I'm like, do you actually care? Cause we could skip this conversation. I'm used to not having morning conversations. So yeah, that was a, that was hard for me. Well, you're not as honest. Yeah. It was that, that morning, like cu- the culture of the morning that they like, liked going back and forth about like small talk. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, we do like to do that, you know, I mean, and then, by the way, it is a beautiful day out here today, you know, I see the sun shining out there on the trees and oh, it's gorgeous. I'm actually, how are your trees? How have they been growing? How are they doing? Well, yeah, we did have some nice white uh, flower blooms on the one and the bees were really loving it. And consequently the birds were around there too. Now birds and the bees are often used uh, to talk about fornication, but that's not really the truth. It's, it's really an asexual reproduction going on there. But anyway, uh, you know, so See, how are you? In, in New York, you get told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> we could use a little more of that. We could use a little more of that. There's some comic who would always joke that the Midwest was like full of just like beautiful women who have never been told to shut the fuck up. <laughs> beautiful you women. You a little too hard at that. And Midwesterners. Just beautiful blonde girls who just like... Bah, 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 I was laughing hard at that because I was making the comparison to Midwesterners. Um, So uh, (laughs) East Coast versus the Midwest, just one or the other. Best pizza. Okay, definitely the East Coast. However, Ian's macaroni and cheese pizza is up there. Thank you for the honorable mention. I'm sure it saved you many uh, hangovers at your practice (laughs) at 6 a.m. It's incredible. It's incredible. Best bagels. In New York. Guys, it's bagels are not just like normal bread that you squeeze together and you like put something on. The bagel game was not strong. 
However, like the cheese and the milk was superior. Okay. Thank you for giving props where props are due. Um, and this is yes. going to go uh, right into the next one. Best cheese. A hundred percent. And ice cream and chocolate milk. Wisconsin all day go Badgers. Okay. Best beer. <laughs> Wisconsin. Best manners. Spotted cow. Um, best manners is Wisconsin. They're also, I don't know if you found the crowds, like they're really good laughers, like just they great are. laughers. Midwest has some great, As in, they'll give you a little polite, a polite chuckle. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's more consistent laughs in the Midwest. They'll give you everything. Where like the East Coast, they'll give you the huge ones, but they're not going to give you anything for free. No, you got to <laughs> earn it there. You got to earn it there. I'm very used to not earning it. You know, I'm very used to being like, you guys will politely laugh at this, won't you? Um, best comedy clubs. Ooh, you can say New York. You know, you can comedy, say New York. Com no, comedy on state is the best. I also like um, comedy works in Denver, and I don't think that's the Midwest, but I'm also a dumb New Yorker, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> It's it's honorable mention Midwest Denver is. Um yeah. Uh Best Lakes. Oh my god, Monona, Mendota. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And finally I mean, uh best In between the lakes in the summer is the best. Oh yeah. Madison. I mean that that's yeah. if you visit Madison in the summer you're going there for sure and then you're regretting it by January. <laughs> 100%. And last one best best who's got the better men, Midwest or East Coast? <laughs> okay the midwest they are corn fed they are sturdy they are strong yeah. i would say they're more handsome on the midwest <laughs> but they also thought that i was like exotic and they thought i was like crazy <laughs> so i feel like new york men understood me where midwest guys literally thought i was like an exotic rare breed because i was like half italian and they never saw a jew before <laughs> and i was like i'm not even jewish a jewish guy wouldn't marry me i have like 20 percent jew in me and i think my my personality and my style was like a little much for them yeah so like i feel like i liked them but they were like Okay, we're not gonna marry you. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll we'll invite you to the party. You know, it'll be nice. We'll date you, but then come summer, you know, we're just gonna cut cut bait right there. You know, that's how. Come that goes. summer, I'm on the lake. I'm hunting. Yeah. I don't need gotta, your little New York New York jokes. Gotta get up to duck hunt and all that. You know. So you know. Um, well, uh, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I think we'll go with East Coast then on that. Um, <laughs> that's what it seemed, but, but hey, I do have family in Indiana and I visit a lot and I have friends still in, in Wisconsin. So it is my second home. Absolutely. And you're coming back to the Orpheum, which will be great. People can look out for those tickets and where can they find tickets for all your other shows coming up in the Midwest and Hannaburner.com and everywhere else. Hannaburner.com. I'm going to be in Milwaukee. I'm coming to Chicago. Oh, coming nice. To Chicago. Where are you playing Very Chicago? Excited about that. I think the Vic. The Vic's great. Nice. The Vic. Congrats. I've never played it before. I'm like newly starting to do theaters because previously I was at Zany's, Rosemont and stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, the Vic, it's going down. Um, and yeah, listen to my podcast, Giggly Squad Burning in Hell, and follow me on social media at Hannah Burner. Awesome. Well, this uh, has been an honor. I'm a huge fan of you, and I really appreciate you coming on, taking the time, and going over Thank you so bit. much. Thank you. I mean, my day's ruined, but thank you. 
Well, you know, you've yet to experience the Midwest goodbye, so you got about 10 more minutes left on this sucker. <laughs> All right. okay. No, I'm fine. My next thing is at one. No, Charlie, thank you so much. This was so fun. I literally love talking about Wisconsin. I could do it all day. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate you. Watch Bye. for deer. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, huge thanks to Hannah for coming on the Cripes cast, staying a little longer to chit-chat with us. Um, you can check out all of her stuff at hannahburner.com slash shows if you're looking to see her on tour uh, or uh, just at Hannah Burner on IG at Hannah underscore Burner on TikTok. You can see all those videos that we were talking in this podcast. Really recommend you follow her. Super, super funny. And um, yeah, Colleen, what else? Anything else we got cooking? As far as Hannah goes, she has two podcasts. Giggly Squad has tour stuff too. So like if you go to her site and you're familiar with her on that with um, Paige, then you can just like, it takes you to their tour. So she's got a couple tours going on right now. Check that out. And then um, as far as I'm concerned for us, I don't know. Patreon, we already talked about. And, and what, guests, what guests do we have coming up? Um, so... Oh, I don't know if you saw my text, but the Brothers Barons um, episode is so funny. And it's also 100 or it's an hour, 40 minutes. Oh, my gosh. So we, might, one. we could cut it into two if you want to. Yeah, let's cut it into two. Let's save ourselves some work. Yeah. So it's so, so, so funny. There's a lot of dirt there um, on Charlie from his brothers. And I love it. It felt like a therapy session, which I'm just like obsessed with. I think that's so good that you guys are all like accessing your inner child together. That's um, not what we were doing. We were beating the <laughs> shit out of our inner child. My yeah. brothers and I grew up beating the hell out of each other. And that's what we do on this podcast. We know yeah. no other way to show that we love each other than to beat each other up. One of my favorite, uh, there's so many short forms that I pulled up. Like, like I think most of the episode is like, we can make into videos. And um, <laughs> there was one, I can't remember who asked. It was a fan question. They're like, would you ever set up your sisters with like your friends? And then Bill goes, all of you guys were like, no, 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 no. And then under his breath, Bill goes, I wouldn't do that to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's such a funny bastard, man. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it was, I was laughing. I'm like working here remotely. So like I'm sitting here at my computer, like laughing at it. And my friends are all like, what the hell is going on? Um, but yeah, nice. so we have that coming up and then we have, um, I can't even remember. We have a few comedians coming up that are coming in the area. We have a lot going on. So, yeah, just stay tuned. It's all it's only going up from here. <laughs> yeah, and feel free to share the Cast with your friends. Leave a yes. comment. Let us know if you'd like us to talk to anyone. We love your suggestions. So, Absolutely. all right, ladies and gents. Colleen Maraca, thank you very much. Hannah is sitting Hannah, over here. Thank, thank you. you for editing and being a superstar here. We appreciate you as well. And thanks to all of you for listening. Everyone have a great week and watch out for deer. So roll out the barrel and get the band brewing. Life's got you down. Just keep her moving. It's on Wisconsin. The Badgers say it's the old Wisconsin Jubilee. You know, sometimes when you're ice fishing, you put your foot in the walleye hole and go ass over tea kettle and you think you're done. No, you gotta keep her moving. 